There is nothing worse than untapped potential. If you know that you're made for more, this is the place. I know that every successful person I've ever met has one thing in common. They do not let themselves fall victim to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. So join me on this journey where I help you to be better, do better, and have better in life and in business. If you're feeling stuck and you're needing some practical tools, some hope to get you to that better life, this is definitely the place for you. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Unstuck Podcast. I am your host, Lachelle Weemy, and it is episode 100, which meant that I needed to come on here and I wanted to share from my heart all of the lessons I have learned over the last two years since we've been recording this podcast and really kind of take you down a journey that I have been on really truly in order to rediscover who I truly am supposed to be. And I got to tell you guys, this has not been an easy journey. I have to say that the last even couple months of my life has been probably the hardest, but most impactful and life-changing that I've had in my lifetime. I've had one other experience that I've gone through that was as painful, if not maybe a little bit more painful, but this has been a journey of rediscovery. And it has been a journey of literally me stripping down the the layers of myself that I have been putting on over the years due to programming, life experiences, ways that I thought I should be or needed to be, and rediscovering really who I am. But I just wanted to say, first of all, thank you for being part of this journey. Thank you for being alongside of me as I walked this path on the Unstuck podcast. It has been a privilege to be able to have conversations with people up to this point that have literally changed my life and hopefully have impacted yours as well. We've heard from experts that have been willing to be vulnerable in order to share with you their insight and and really how they were able to get unstuck and go from where they were to where they are now and also teach you how they've been able to help others do the same. And I have to tell you that it's not easy, right? The things that are most impactful in our life are oftentimes the most difficult. The things that bring us the most strife, the things that bring us the the most sleepless nights are oftentimes the ones that bring us to the place that we needed to be in order to serve the people around us better, to be able to live out the life that we have been designed to to live out, right? But oftentimes when we're in the middle of it, when we're feeling stuck, it's when it's really hard to see that bigger picture. And I'm just going to tell you that if you if you haven't heard me say this before, the Unstuck podcast was really birthed out of two things. Number one, I really found that when I read books, when I listened to podcasts, when I had conversations with people who lived a life well lived, there was one common theme among all of them. And it's that successful people or those who, who truly feel like they lived a life well lived it was that they all had one thing in common and it was that they chose to decide to not allow themselves to stay victims to their circumstances. They figure out a way to rise above it. And that means that we can recognize, right? We recognize that there is a desire in our hearts for something better. We want something to be better than it is right now. It might be our job situation. It might be the way that we see ourselves or the way that we see others. It might be relationships. It might be a purpose, like who knows, but we have that desire, right? Then 
But second thing is that we make the decision to rise above it. We make the decision to learn the things, to do the things, to, to meet the people, whatever it is to come up with the solutions to be able to rise above it. And I wanted to be able to showcase people that have lived that out, who have given us an example of what that looks like. And what's interesting is that along this journey, I have been able to take part of my own experience, my own recognition that I have a desire for better than what I have now. And I wanted to make the decision to rise above it. And I think that sometimes in the middle of it, it can be really, really hard. And I think that sometimes the only thing that we can do is to remember that this is going to be better, that God did not design us to stay in the valley, but he's going to walk alongside of us through the valley, right? And that at the other end, we are going to come out of it with a gift, whether it be a better situation, whether whether it be just the lesson that we needed to learn in order to become the person that we're supposed to be, in order to do the things that we're supposed to do, we know that there is going to be good in everything. And he promised that, right? He says to us that all things will work out for the good for those who believe. And I truly believe that if we're willing to look for the lessons, if we're willing to look for the gifts, and we can, we can be grateful in the mud and the muck that good things can come out of it. So I have to tell you that my sharing this experience with you is going to be extremely vulnerable. It's going to be really hard. I said a lot of prayers before I came before my computer, my microphone today, because I knew that I was putting myself out there more than I even have before. And I think part of it, honestly, is just because it's still raw and it's still a process that I'm going through. And I still think that there are lessons to be learned and there are ways that I'm going to be refined in this. But because we're at 100 episodes, I felt like this is the push that I needed to start sharing this journey with you. And one of the best analogies that I have is the Statue of David. Now, Michelangelo sculpted this beautiful statue. But the thing about it is that David was always inside the stone, but we couldn't see him because he was covered with the rest of the stone. And Michelangelo basically just chipped away at the things that weren't supposed to be there in order for him to be revealed underneath that block of stone. And I think that that is what has been happening to me inside of this journey, because I think that through all of it, I'm basically coming back to the destination that I was supposed to already be at, if that makes any sense. It was like I rediscovered who it is that I was put on this earth to be and how I am already loved and how I am already whole and how I am already authentically the person that I need to be or can be or should be or get to be, when I let go of the baggage, I let go of the, sh the chains, I let go of who I think I need to be or should be or, or all the things that I'm shaming myself into and can come back to who God already designed me to be, who I already was underneath that stone, just like David, underneath the chains, underneath the bags, underneath the clothes and all of the things that we put on ourselves to, to protect ourselves, to shield ourselves so that we can be accepted, so that we can not be rejected. 
And so basically letting go of the shame, letting go of the chains, letting go of those bags, stripping away the stone that's there leaves me vulnerable, right? It leaves me feeling kind of naked in a sense. But when you get to this place, you guys, and you can get to a point where you feel comfortable and confident in that that place of, of naked vulnerability, that's when you know you finally arrived back to the place that you started. And that's what I'm going to take you through. So one of the things that I had to, to endure, I guess, is some shifting in some relationships that I have and shifting in relationships that I had with myself, shifting in relationships that I had with people that I served in my business, shifting relationships with people that I had at work, and ultimately shifting a relationship with who I am in myself and how I define myself, and therefore shifting my relationship with God. You see, when I had a situation placed in front of me that allowed the opportunity for me to evaluate relationships. It was really, really hard. Now, I'm an I in the DISC assessment, which means that relationships are very, very important to me. And I love people so much. And I want to serve people so much. But what I found was, is that I was loving people and I was serving people out of a place of lack of wholeness. Okay. So what do I mean by that? It means that even though I was loving fully, there was a part in me that, and I had to recognize this through this pain, that I was doing it in a sense to feel whole. And I think that sometimes this happens to us where we serve people because not only are we helping them, but it feels good to serve, right? And so we're getting something out of it. We're, we're, they're having, there's a payoff in there. When I love other people and I'm making them feel good and they love me back, when they love me back, that feels good and that makes me feel whole. When I am serving, serving my team. So in network marketing, my team is, we're called the servant leaders and I'm a servant leader by heart. I love to serve people. But what I was recognizing, you guys, that I was serving not from a place of wholeness, but from a place of it felt good to serve. It felt good to be needed. It felt good to be wanted. It felt good to help. And I was getting a payoff from that. And so what was happening specifically in, in my leadership and my team is that my servant leadership was allowing me the state of constantly doing for others what they probably could have been doing for themselves all along. Because I felt like I was serving, I felt like I was loving them, but what I was was I was robbing them from the opportunity to be able to step up and do things themselves. And if I had to get really, really deep and vulnerable with myself, I had to recognize that me doing things for them was out of a need to be accepted because I was fearing that if I didn't do everything for them, I was bothering them. I was asking too much of them. They were too busy. And what if, what if they rejected me once I was asking something of them and they would leave me and go away from me? And I had to get really, really deep and really, really vulnerable with myself to recognize that deep down in there, I was serving myself. Because 
I was taking on a lot more things that I needed to instead of delegating or asking somebody else to step up and to reach their potential because they're proving to themselves that they could do it. I was taking it on because I was fearing rejection. I was fearing that they were going to abandon me, that they were going to change their mind and they were going to quit because I was asking too much of them and I was bothering them. That was one example of a place where once I was able to get to a place of wholeness and true love, I knew that I was serving people out of just, it was coming out of me. It wasn't that I needed it. It was not that I needed it to come into me, but I was able to allow myself full, wholehearted worthiness already. And once I could do that, I could delegate from that place because I knew that I was serving them, that I was putting their needs over my own and that I was helping them grow. I was, I was helping them rise up to the occasion to show themselves how much they were capable of. And I wasn't letting my fear of rejection dampen my ability to let that play out. And that was one example of something that happened. Now, I also found that I was having some issues with some relationships that were very, very important to me and things were shifting. And it was like I was working harder than I needed to, to maintain the relationships. And it felt like I was trying so hard to fix things. I was trying so hard to make things work. I was trying so hard to, to resolve things. And I'm also a, a D on disc. So, so what that means is that I want things to be fixed like right now. I don't want them to continue to linger. Like, let's figure this out. Let's talk this out. And so I'm trying. I'm trying to fix things. I'm trying to make things better. I'm trying to clear things up. Really, really finding that I'm struggling with the fear of being misunderstood and fearing that people don't know my heart. And I felt like I was constantly having to explain myself because I was so fearful that they wouldn't understand what was in my heart and, and being misunderstood. That is almost like this energy of desperation and this energy of, of struggle and force instead of allowing it to be. And in my in my experience, the harder I tried to fix things, the more resistance there was. And so I was like, oh my goodness, like, I don't understand. Like, why isn't this working? My heart was there to fix it. But what I was also recognizing, you guys, was that in my striving to fix it, not only was I doing it because I genuinely wanted the relationship to work, because I truly, truly, truly cared very, very much, very much for this person. I also was recognizing that I had the need, again, to be accepted and that my worthiness was dependent upon how somebody else viewed me, how somebody else treated me, how someone else felt about me or loved me or cared about me. And when I got vulnerable enough to be re feeling rejected, it was like this need to fix it because I needed to be whole also. And it was like this aha moment 
of Lachelle, when are you going to get to the place where you don't need something from someone else to be whole? Because you already are whole. It's interesting because I feel like this particular situation and what had unfolded from that didn't come out of the blue. And one of my friends, Sarah, had helped me to come to this realization that when things started to change was also when I was starting to get to the point where I was feeling more whole and more confident in myself. And I, I remember I went to Sarah and I said, girlfriend, because she she actually is a coach that helps people who are going through a divorce to, to determine whether or not, you know, they should stay in a relationship or they should go and kind of how to navigate that. And I said, Sarah, I don't understand what's going on here. I feel like I'm going through a breakup and I've never been through a breakup. Like I've literally been with my husband since I was 17 years old. Like, I don't know what this feels like. And she's like, well, what would you love? And I said, what I would love is is to just feel like I could be authentically myself, that I could be quirky and weird and, and ambitious and and all the things in it. I don't I don't need somebody to like all the things that I like. I don't need them to have the same exact interests as me. I just want them to care enough about me to ask me how things are going and to let me just be me and to to feel like I could authentically show up and love them from a place of wholeness. And she said, Michelle, what's happening is that you're essentially breaking up with the old version of yourself. And you're noticing resistance in certain important relationships to you because you're changing. And you're recognizing that you no longer want to be the person that you have been. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay, that's a little deep, Sarah. Tell me that again, right? And it was like, I was already in the process of starting to shed some of these layers. I was already in the process because of all the work that I've been doing in other areas of my life that, that the Michelangelo was chipping away at the David. And all of a sudden I was starting to come into my own. And I was starting to reveal who I was already. And this relationship and the strife that I was having was a symptom of the fact that I was changing. And that I was starting to be more whole. And I was starting to recognize that. And I was starting to acknowledge the fact that my relationships up to this point have been consistent with that version of myself. And she asked me, she said, Lachelle, does this sound familiar to you? She said, do you feel like your relationships are healthy when you make yourself into a pretzel? in order to make everybody happy, to make everything work. And it's exhausting. And you are spending a lot of energy to make that happen. And I said, oh my gosh, how did you know? I don't know if you guys can relate to that at all. Maybe it's just me, but I literally like had this aha moment. I'm like, yes, these relationships were built upon me trying to constantly make it work. I was needing to be the one that 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 stepped up and always did the things and try to make it all okay and accommodate when really things maybe weren't the best for me but it was best for you so i just continued to say yes and i continued to do it and i continued to tolerate things that maybe weren't consistent with the whole version of lachelle they were consistent with lachelle that needed 
to do the things I needed to do so that I could be loved back and I could be accepted. And I got to tell you guys that even though that I had that aha moment, like it still was hard. Oh my gosh, you guys, I, lots of sleepless nights, lots of tears, lots of gut-wrenching, icky feelings in my belly, lots of fear, fear of being alone, fear of, of not having anybody to really accept the who, who I truly was and authentically allow me to be me. And it was a transition. It was like the butterfly inside of the cocoon and it's not comfortable and it feels suffocating and it feels hard. But I knew that on the other end of that cocoon was the ability for me to be free. And I remember there was a moment, there was a moment in one of the days where I was trying really, really hard again to make things work. And the resistance was coming back and, and literally door slammed in my face in a sense of, nope, I don't want to talk or I don't want to deal with this or I don't want this to, you know, there was just a lot of resistance. And I'm like, this aha moment where it's like, Lachelle, you get to choose you get to choose who's in your life. And I think back to when, when Sarah had asked me, she said, what do you want? I said, I want to just be me. And I want to have it easy. And I want it to flow. And I don't want my relationships to feel like I have to do anything or I should do anything. I just want to be, have fun, and be whole, and not need it, but literally have it because it's what I want because love is overflowing from me. I recognized in that moment that I can have that, that I get to choose. I get to choose who's in my inner circle. I get to choose who I want to be around. Would I love to be in these relationships? Yes. But do I need them? No. And when I let go of the need, it was when I was allowing myself to free. That was the chain. I let go of the need. And I, and I all of a sudden saw that I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay even if I don't have this, this relationship or this person. I'm going to be okay. And once I recognize that, you guys, like, I felt like 100 pounds lighter. I felt like I was free to just be. And that the people that are meant to be in my life, the people that are meant to vibrate at a level that that allows for complete, utter joy and love, that I will have the space for that. Instead of constantly feeling like I need to bring myself to this place that's going to meet other people where they're at, it didn't allow for me to be able to express myself from the version of wholeness. And it's crazy because my biggest fear was to be alone and to be rejected and to be misunderstood. But once I got to the place of that wholeness, the people that resonated with that message and that vibrational level and that they saw the love that was coming from me started to show up in my life in very unique ways. Now, this doesn't mean that I wasn't grieving the loss of the people that I wasn't as close to anymore because that's still a, a like a daily thing. Like I grieve the loss, but I sometimes wonder, do I grieve the loss of what 
was, or do I grieve the loss of what I thought or I wanted it to be? Because I think sometimes too, we tolerate things in an effort to try to make ourselves whole. And this was just one lesson because one of the things that I was finding is that when I started to come from a place of wholeness, it was no longer that I needed the love from somebody else or the acceptance of somebody else or, or needed to have an expectation fulfilled. That's another thing where I found that I was really relying on having an expectation for a situation, a person, and a circumstance to, to play out in the way that I needed it to work out in order for me to feel safe and whole. Okay. Now, the problem with that is that we can't control anyone except ourselves. We can control our actions and our attitudes. That's it. We can influence people, but we cannot control other people. We can cannot control other situations. And so what I found was that I had these expectations for things, for people, for experiences as a way for me to try to feel whole. Because I was trying to control the situation. So when I looked back at, at this, the relationship issue that I had worked through and I was literally striving and trying and working and forcing things to work out, it was because ultimately I was trying to control the outcome, which was everything is going to be okay. You're not going to be alone. You're going to be loved. It's going to be okay. When I let go of the need to control it, again, I was able to be free to let go of the outcome and allowing myself to accept whatever was going to come into play. And this is the cool thing, guys. When we let go of the need to control and to cling to expectations, oftentimes what allow what's allowed to flow to us in, in response to us letting go and, and allowing is actually better than what we could have imagined. Because you see, if I were to still be in strife and controlling and forcing situations, relationships to be a certain way, I would have missed out on the discovery that I am already whole. I would have missed out on the discovery that there are people who are going to love and accept me for who I am, imperfect and all. And when we can allow ourselves to simply influence instead of control, there's a weight that's lifted from us that makes us feel lighter, less heavy, and honestly just free to be who we are already loved in Christ, right? So I ask myself, what is control? Control is when we get this like anxiety around things not turning out the way that we expect them to be, okay? And so then what we'll do is we'll try to, and I hate the word the use of manipulation, but it's the best way where we're continuing to try to figure out another way to, to make the same square fit into the round hole, right? Because we're so anxious to make this work that we just keep going. But in ultimate, we cannot control anything but ourselves, our actions, our attitudes, but we can influence other people. How do we influence them? We express we can feel a certain way, but we let go of the outcome. And when we let go of the outcome, 
it allows us to have a different energetic level that takes away the force and the strife and it's a lower energetic vibration. I'm a science nerd and a quantum physics nerd. So if you don't understand what that means, I can do another podcast on quantum physics and 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 kind of bring it down to the level that all of us can understand. But when we're trying to force things, right? We're down here at this heavy vibrational level. And I want you to think about that. Like when I talk about it, I get this like icky, ugh, heavy feeling in my gut. Okay. But when I come from a place of influence, it means that I love and I feel this way. And I would love for you to know about it. And I would love for you to, to hear what I have to hate to say and 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 really see things the way I want to see. But it's okay if I don't. But I want you to know because I love you and I adore you and I just, I'm loving and I, it's coming out of me. That's influence, guys. There's no tying to the outcome. There's no anxiety around the outcome not working out the way you want it to. You trust that it's going to work out the way it needs to. Now notice when I talk about what that's like to influence, to, to be able to say, oh my gosh, look, I would love to tell you about this because it's been helping me so much. And I, if you have questions about it, I would love to tell you. Notice how much lighter my voice is. Notice how if you're listening to me, I'm feeling like this energy, this, this vibrancy coming from me. The pit in my stomach isn't there. And I think that that's when I realized that everything that I'm doing in my business, in my relationships, in the way that I work at the hospital, can be switched by that need to not have to control the outcome and have to be dependent upon the expectations that probably aren't going to be met. People aren't going to say the right thing. They're not going to do the right thing because we're in, we live in a fallen world. We're human. And so when I was able to let go of that, and I was able to let things just unfold the way that they're supposed to, but influence out of love, everything changes. The way that I talk to my potential clients changes. The way that I talk to my team changes. I am from a whole place. There's no expectation. There's no expectation anymore. And I think that that way that we are able to, to be like that is what it means to feel whole. And I'm going to give you another example. Forgiveness. When we are working from a place where we need something from someone else to be whole, we really struggle with unforgiveness. We we feel resentment. We feel anger. We feel blame. We feel hurt. We feel betrayed. And I'm holding back tears because all of those things are still things that I'm that I'm still working through. But then I get a glimpse again of my whole self, right? And I think that when I live in those places of resentment and unforgiveness and anger and frustration and betrayal and all of the things, I'm not already whole. I'm needing something from someone else to fill that void. And the problem we have that, guys, is again, we can't control anybody else. We can influence we can influence by our own behavior, but we cannot control. And the thing is, is that I'm imperfect and I am human. And there are days where I'm frustrated and frustrated and resentful and blaming and all the things. 
and then I can snap out of it. But I have to remember that other people are also having those days. Other people are also on their own journey. Somebody else might not be there yet. Hurting people hurt people. So when I'm remembering that the person who's hurt me might not feel whole themselves yet, they might need things from me that I didn't give them. They might have had expectations on me that I didn't fulfill, that I couldn't fulfill because I didn't know. And I think that sometimes when we are needing other people to fill our inadequacy, when we don't feel whole, when we feel like there are cracks in our unworthiness, and we are asking other people or needing other people to fill those holes, When we have people in our life that are already whole, it almost doesn't line up because we expect strife to, to match strife, if that makes any sense. It's like we don't almost even know what to do with somebody who has it together, who, uh, who doesn't need us to be whole. Because when we feel like we need each other, we can match up vibrationally, if that makes any sense. It's like hurt can, can match up with hurt. So when we're still stuck in that striving place and there's somebody in our life who's who's maybe worked past that in maybe even just one step ahead, sometimes it doesn't feel right. And then we feel even more rejection, right? We feel even worse about ourselves because they're not giving what it is that we need. Because that person understands that I'm going to love you but I don't need you. And when the person is needing needing that, they need to feel needed in order to feel whole. And I think back on my business, it's like I needed to feel needed, which is why I oftentimes didn't delegate. I didn't let people rise up to the place that they needed to be because I was trying to fill that, that, that hole. Guys, this has been a journey. This has been a hard journey. I am so grateful for the friends that I have that I've been able to, to walk through this with, who've let me cry, who've let me feel vulnerable, who've, who've coached me back up to, to where I needed to be. I'm more grateful for God to remind me that I am already whole. He died for my sins, even though I didn't deserve it. He knows every single imperfection that I have, and he loves me anyway. He was part in creating the beautiful, unique person that I am that has a very unique and special purpose in this world. And he wants to see me fulfill that, and he wants me to stop getting in my own way. And my coach, Kathy, helped me to see that. She said, Lachelle, when we are loved, we love because we are loved. And I had to think about that. Because honestly, if I think about even just my coaching that I do with people, it was because I feel like I needed to fulfill this purpose that I was given and that I needed to perform for God. I need him to be proud of me. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's been my philosophy, well done, good people, servant, but it's from a different place now because I don't 
feel the need to to do everything right and fulfill my purpose so that I can be loved and accepted by God, I'm already loved and accepted by him. So now where I can be and where I am is that everything that I do, every relationship that I have, every conversation that I have about my business is from a place of love overflowing from me. So if you think about it like this, I'm a pitcher of water, right? I don't need to be filled. The water pitcher doesn't need to be filled by the love of everybody else. It is being poured down through God into my pitcher and I am loving people because it is overflowing out of it. Therefore, I no longer have expectations for other people. I can love them where they are. I can pray for them that they will experience the peace and the freedom and the love that I'm experiencing, the worthiness that I'm experiencing. There are days when I take step backs. And then there are days like this where I'm like, literally I've had conversations already today that have been like next level. Like, wow, God, you have brought these people into my life and I can't even imagine. Like, this is, this is exactly, exactly what you have planned for me. But I'm not forcing it anymore. I'm not forcing people to be in my life. I'm not forcing people to meet my expectations. I'm not forcing other people to get it. I'm going to love them where they're at because love overflows through me and out of me out of abundance because I'm already loved. I'm already worthy. I'm already whole. I'm having fun. My word of the year is fun. I am doing things. I have relationships with people. I have actions on my to-do list that are out of this place of true love, of fun, of joy. They're natural. They're not. Relationships are work, but you have to want it. If you feel the need, the shoulds, that's not in alignment with this, guys. That means that you're trying to get something from someone else because of it. I'm already cool. I'm grateful that I have a husband that loves me, but I don't need him because I'm already whole with God. Therefore, I can love him even greater because I don't need it. I get to share love and therefore it comes back to me. I don't need to, to impact people in order to feel like it's filling a, a void. I get to impact people because it is flowing out of me. And when you can let go of the need to need something back and you can just be true love, true joy, have fun with it. That's when you know that you are getting back closer to your David. That the excess stone has been chipped away. That you've let down those chains, you've let down those bags, you've taken off the extra coats taken off the mask and you just are 
your true, you are, you are embodied true love, true joy. You're having fun. You're loving other people, even if they don't deserve it, because it doesn't matter, because you don't need anything back from them. And when other people in your life can rise up to that place where it doesn't hurt them to no longer have the expectation from you, it's going to be a next level relationship. You don't need anything from anyone. You just get to be. And that true love and acceptance is just going to Fill the room. I don't know how else to describe it. But like I said, I have bad days. Social media can trigger something out of the blue. And I've and I've done things with, with people that have helped me to, to overcome that. I'm finding greater joy in my in my day job and anesthesia. I can't control the things I can't control, but I'm showing up in true love and I'm letting it just dictate what I'm gonna do. I'm deciding the, the version of my myself and my business that I want to be that is a reflection of this. And people and opportunities are just naturally coming to me now. And this is what I hope for you guys. And ultimately, I'm telling you all guys all of this, not again because I have all my stuff together, because I don't. There, there are bad days. And I wish that I could come to you and say, this was how I was two years ago, and, and maybe I will, right? This is still new, still a journey, but I got to tell you that all of the hardships that I've been through in the last few months have led to this place. And I think that when we're going through something hard, when we're feeling stuck, sometimes, again, we don't even realize we're stuck. Sometimes things happen as a symptom of us being stuck when we didn't even realize it. And it uncovers something that's going to lead us to this next level place as long as we lean into it and allow it to do. And I just want you to know that I love and adore you guys for being on this journey with me and, and I believe in you even if we've never met. Because I believe that all of us, if we have that desire inside of our heart, we're better. We just know that something doesn't feel right. And for me, it was honestly that I knew that I needed to not feel so worthless. I needed to not have the lack of confidence that I did. And that was that little bit of desire. And that little bit led me to learn the things that I needed to learn, which started to teach me how to feel confident, which started to shift my relationships because all of a sudden I was trying to break up with that version of myself who needed to earn and force Our desires are the roadmap that God gave us to allow us to start taking the tiny steps. And sometimes it's going to feel like we just stepped in a pile of manure <laughs> because it's like, why did you leave me here? But it's in those steps that we can grow the most because that's you know why we put fertilizer in our garden. That's where the greatest growth comes. I'm just really, really grateful for all of it. Um, I'm grateful for the lessons. I'm grateful for the pain. I'm grateful for the joy. But I have to tell you that I have never felt more at peace than I do right now. And I'm starting to trust my intuition. I'm trusting myself because, again, I don't have to 
rely on somebody else or something else in order for me to be okay. I'm already okay. And anything else that I do outside of that is because it is overflowing from me. So let that be your hope and your inspiration. I would love to hear from you guys. Like, is this something that you can relate to? Where in my journey can you relate to me? Are you already like 10 steps ahead of me? I want to hear from you. Are you somebody who is just like Lachelle? I recognize pretzel in me that I'm trying to, to fulfill. I recognize that I don't delegate because I need to feel needed or I don't want to bother people. I don't want to feel rejected. I don't want to be abandoned. I don't want to be alone. You allow people to to get away with treating you a certain way because you're so fearful that they're going to leave you, that that you, you make yourself into something that you don't even recognize. I want to know. I want to hear from you. And um, I want to thank you again for being on this journey with me. 100 episodes, guys. That's amazing. Um, we can do anything that we put our mind to. And uh, this has been an quite quite the journey let me tell you now i have to make sure that i that i um give a shout out to to my my producer madeline who's been helping me tremendously and my partner sandy who's helped me put this together but i have something called the unstuck backstage now what that is it's a private way for you to get access to my zoom room my my table my seat of table where i allow for a select number of people inside the black backstage to come into private Zooms with some of our experts that we have in the Unstuck podcast. So from the last 100 episodes, I'm bringing in some of my absolute favorite people. Anybody that's a part of the Unstuck backstage gets access to this Zoom room where you get to come in and you get to ask your own questions. So they might be just like, oh my gosh, Michelle, you said this. Um, tell me more about that. Or, hey, Lachelle, um, you know, what would you do with this situation? Like your, your situation really made me wonder how you would do this in my situation. Or maybe it's just, um, you want to just hear a little bit more about what everybody else is asking, right? I want to invite you into Unstuck Backstage. So you will have access in the link that I have in the show notes of this episode. So if you want to be part of that, come on in. We would love to have you part of this intimate conversation. So that you can connect better with the guests and the experts that I have from all around the world. And let's just be on this journey together because who knows where life is going to take us in the next hundred episodes, right? All right. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for listening. This has been a longer one, but um, it's, been, it's been a rough ride, but I needed to make sure that I showed you guys that there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You have to keep walking one step in front of the other. And it's definitely not done. I'm still learning a lesson every single day, but God is my Michelangelo and he's chipping the tiny little pieces of stone that are left that need to be refined and he will do the same for you. All right. Bye-bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Untuck Podcast. I'm so grateful to be on this journey with you. And don't forget to check out the show notes if you want to get into my private club, The Better Club, to be able to learn better ways to be better, do better, and have better. So until next time, keep showing up. Let's get unstuck together. Have a great day.